Hey everyone, we're back from the hiatus, and we have an all new episode of Ask. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, we had a little bit of a vacation from Ask, but we have all new questions today. This is where you ask questions and we answer them. So you just submit it online, go to cornerstonebv.org, and you just hit the uh, media page drop down. There's an Ask uh, spot, and you just put your question in there, and you don't have to leave your name, but you can and we'll answer it in an upcoming episode. So hopefully we see your questions soon because we definitely need them. Well, we got three this week. The first one says, in Luke 7, 28, it tells us that you among those born of women, none is greater than John. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Now is Jesus, the question is, is Jesus saying that John the Baptist was greater than all men, like Moses, Abraham, and David? So here's the answer. In the Old Testament era, John was the greatest. Why? Because he was the forerunner to Jesus. He was able to proclaim the coming kingdom of God, that it's near, and he was able to help prepare the way for the coming Messiah and the coming kingdom that was coming with him. See, what Jesus was doing is commending John here as the greatest possible in that era. But his point ultimately is that even the least of us who came after Jesus in the kingdom is greater because we live in the new era of fulfillment. So the point is, we should rejoice that we're able to see the fulfillment of God's kingdom because of the cross and resurrection. We are more than blessed, more blessed than John ever could be. It is less of a slight on John and more of a wake-up call for us to be glad for the times we live in by faith we are made righteous by Christ in a way John could only long for. Another great question. What do I say to my friend who is Muslim and declares that the Quran is true and I say the Bible is? We both declare we have proof, but what do you say to someone who also says they have proof? Well, first, what you do is some investigating. There are so many published books and articles on both the Quran and the Bible and the accuracies, and you can kind of delve in yourself. It's a little bit longer than I can answer on, on Ask. See, anybody can claim something, but ultimately, can that claim be backed up? The Quran loves to claim it's true because it has been perfectly preserved since the 7th century. I mean, that's what they have now uh, is exactly the same as they had back then. Well, in Syria in the 7th century, there were many textual variants, but they were all burned. So sure, they have the official copy preserved now, but there never ever was just one variant. That was just simply false. The Quran also has many proven scientific inaccuracies you can read about. The Bible does not. The Quran also has historical inaccuracies. The Bible does not. The Bible can trace its historical origin in a way uh, that no work of antiquity can come close to. The Quran supposedly was given to Muhammad by an angel over a period of 23 years, but there's no proof of that. Even Muslim scholars note that much of the Quran sentences are incomplete and use words that are unfamiliar meanings. I, what I do, how I'll finish this is this. I advise you reading the book, Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus by Nabil Quraysh. Unfortunately, Nabil went to be with the Lord, but it's a great book of his journey of finding Christ. I can even let you borrow mine if you want. All right, last question. Uh, and it says, this is a continuance of last week's question, which I personally agree. The shift is, uh, Sexual identification is not biblical. How do you approach these people individually? Not as a ministry or Christian organization, but if someone comes up to you or walked into the church and said their pronouns were they, them, would they no longer be welcome? And the issue, the, the issue uh, of, to me is of loving people where they're at, but at the same time standing firm on biblical truth. And this has always and will always be with us, this issue. From the very outset, Christians lived vastly different 
uh, from, Christ, from cultural norms, um, and they've been thought of as strange, crazy, or even harmful to society. We are no different. If a person came into church and told me that they have a different pronoun or gender, this has actually happened by the way, I would not say anything negative towards them. We would welcome them to participate and hear the gospel, and we'd pray that God would show them to repentance and faith and biblical truth, because that has eternal consequences for them. However, if such a person became kind of entrenched into the church com community, we would have to lovingly but firmly explain what God has to say about gender and sexuality. See, you don't have to address every issue at once, but eventually these issues will need to be addressed for the good of the person and of the church. These have been amazing questions. As always, we need your questions. So go to cornerstonedv.org, ask your question, and hopefully you'll see it in the next few weeks if it's a good one. No, I'm sure it will be. In the meantime, hopefully we'll see you in services in the next uh, weekend, Saturday at 5 or Sunday at 9 or 11. Uh, definitely, if you don't have a church home especially, we'd love to welcome you to Cornerstone. God bless.